This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot. All these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Monday, 16 January, in the year of our Lord, 2023. It is Dr. Martin Luther King Day, a federal national holiday here in the United States of America. I want to bring in Dr. Carol Swain. Dr. Swain, um, there was a, a piece uh, over the weekend. I think it said some polling's been done. Only 39%, or I think it was 39% of Republicans, registered Republicans, don't think, don't understand why it's a national holiday and do not believe it should be a national holiday for Dr. King. Uh, can you walk us through? Can you can you can you uh, explain to people why it's important that it's a holiday and who Dr. King was and why he's uh, why he's an important figure in American history, ma'am? I can say that um, the racial conflict and turmoil that we have today is not um, what came out of the civil rights movement. And I don't believe that the black civil rights movement of the 1950s, 1960s could have been successful without Dr. King's leadership and his vision because he appealed, you know, to our better angels. Uh, his whole approach was love, nonviolence, and um, he was able to unite people across racial, religious, and national and international lines. And so the civil rights movement that culminated with the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, the um, Fair Housing Act of 1968, all of that happened because of King's nonviolent strategy. But we know that towards the end, uh, there were radical forces that had raised their heads, you know, you had Malcolm X, you had the Black Panthers, you had the violence of the 1960s, but King's approach was uh, for the betterment and for bringing us together. He wanted us judged by the content of our character, who we are, rather than the color of our skin. So I think it's important. And, and, hang on for one second. I'm going to get this thing. You had Stokely Carmichael, you had... Uh, um, you had um, um, the Black Panthers, you had Malcolm X, you had a more radical nature of this, more confrontational. Didn't Dr. King, and, and, and didn't Dr. King start to um, focus on economic empowerment and economic issues as a way for the black community to move forward? I mean, wasn't that the reason when he was shot, he was in Memphis at a strike, I think, of, right. of trash workers, of the of the, of the people of the tra- who were predominantly African-American who were trying to, trying to get better wages and, and better working conditions that did, did he separate himself from the radical nature of it by focus on economic issues? Well, I mean, around that after the civil rights uh, legislation, the major bills were passed. Yes. He had shifted his focus uh, to poverty, but the, the way he addressed it, it wasn't pitting blacks against whites. I mean, he was 
working for poor people generally. Uh, there were lots of poor whites in America. There's always been more poor whites in America than poor racial and ethnic minorities because numerically, minorities are minorities. And so um, Dr. King had shifted his focus. And um, I think with the conservatives that questioned the holiday, I'm old enough, Steve, to remember the whole debate around it. And some of it had to do with concerns about his character. Others had to do with allegations that he had ties to socialists and communists. And so there were lots of things that were being said about him. And then the FBI, we know that the FBI is untrustworthy. They've always uh, been corrupt, it seems. Uh, maybe more corrupt today than they were in the 60s, I hope. But uh, the FBI, um, you know, recordings of, of him uh, that were became sealed documents. And so there were people that felt like he didn't deserve a holiday. I believe he deserved a holiday because, not because he was perfect, we all imperfect, but the fact that he had a vision that was based on American ideals, it brought us together. And I believe he would be appalled if he saw what was taking place today in the black community. Why is that? You, you've been a, a big advocate of getting beyond CRT, of going after CRT. Why would Dr. King, if he was given his beliefs in his life's work, why do you say he would be appalled at where uh, the social justice warrior movement is today? Because they would say, "Hey, we're really on the we're 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 at the vanguard of a true social revolution," and at the heart of it, this is what Dr. King wanted. He may have preached nonviolence. Uh, and, and, and they're preaching, that's, that's, I guess, nonviolence. They're, they're just trying, they're, they're trying to do it in fifth generation, uh, information warfare, correct? They are definitely not preaching nonviolence. And, uh, recently I read an article that was published in the, uh, the Southern Poverty Law School's Tolerance Project by a first grade teacher that is teaching, uh, first graders that Dr. King, that the Black Lives Matter movement is a logical extension of Dr. King's tactics and his vision. I mean, that's lies being taught to six-year-olds. And I just think that um, Dr. King would be appalled by Black-on-Black -black violence uh, for the demands for equity, because the civil rights movement was never about quotas and equity. It was about non-discrimination, equal opportunity, Blacks being able to uh, enjoy the fruits of America, Dr. King wasn't trying to destroy America. He never said that it was an evil country and that people were racist to the bone. There's so many things that's wrong with the social justice warriors. And my position is that white progressives, they hijacked, they hijacked uh, the civil rights movement and some of the, um, the uh, positive things about America, but it was never for them about bringing us together. It was never about racial reconciliation and healing or equality. Uh, at the root of the social justice warriors is cultural Marxism. And at the roots of cultural Marxism is economic Marxism. They want to destroy America. They use racial and ethnic minorities as pawns. And with Dr. King, he was sincere. He was not a perfect man, but he was sincere. And so for those Republicans that opposed the holiday, I think that you are missing an opportunity because you have an opportunity to use that day to reflect, but on the positive things, the wonderful things that came out of the civil rights movement of 1964, 
we decided what kind of nation we wanted to be. We wanted to be a colorblind society. We wanted to end discrimination. We wanted to work together. And it made it possible for a high school dropout like me from poverty to be able to achieve the American dream. But I represent millions of people from different races and ethnicities who have been successful in America because of Dr. King and people like him who had a vision and they took advantage of the best of America. The cultural Marxists are, are, are just like from Lula to the, to the, to the, uh, to the Red Guard. At their heart, they're atheists. They, they hate God. They hate any they aspect do. of God. They want to destroy their from, they want to destroy it and they want to destroy the nuclear family. Whether that family is in revolutionary France, whether it's Lao Beijing in China, whether it's the evangelical Christian traditional, um, movement in Brazil or whether it's the United States. Is, is the central difference of Dr. King is that the core of his philosophy was a, 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 a Christian message that his, his fundamental belief was in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, ma'am? Well, I, I believe that, yes, uh, that his philosophy was very much do unto others the golden rule as you would have them do unto you. And, uh, and so, you know, he wanted us to live up to the highest ideas of our nation, but also to uh, the biblical principles. And whether or not we are actually able to live those in our personal lives, they are something to aspire to. And Dr. King, I believe, was sincere. He aspired to the best to bring us together. We should celebrate him and we should not allow the progressives to have him for the progressives to say that he's part of BLM and Antifa. He would never have endorsed the tactics, and I believe he would be crying over black America and over the decline of America. And the progressives, the cultural Marxism, Marxists, Steve, they hate me as much as they hate you. They hate all that we represent. They hate people who love America. They hate people who believe in God. They hate people who won't true healing and reconciliation and opportunities. That's who they are. They're by destruction. And at the end of the day, we, America loses, we all lose if we allow them to dominate. And Republicans, if you're confused about good uh, and evil, if you're following the uh, Democrats or the progressives in any way, I mean, you've lost your vision. Go back to the original Republican platform, focus on God, family, and nation. Dr. Swain, you're, you're one of the most prolific writers about this. How do people get to your writings, your books, and, uh, and your news site? Well, my website uh, is bethepeoplenews.com. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Getter, Truth, uh, Social, and, uh, you know, follow me. And I speak what I believe is truth. I'm not perfect. Uh, but I do my best. I love my country. I love God. And I love uh, the people of this nation, even the misguided ones. Well, Dr. Swain, our Christmas special with you is one of the biggest shows we've had. So the audience absolutely loves you. So thank you so much for thank taking you. time away today to come on the show. Thank you, All Dr. Right, Carol bye. Swain. One of the great voices in this country. Um, let's go to uh, Jessica Palima. Jessica, uh, we were live in South Dakota. And by the way, I want to thank everybody that watched the show and turned up there. Remember, uh, we do a lot of stuff from Davos and global capital markets and all the stuff happening in Washington, D.C. But at heart, this show is predicated on being a show to give the grassroots a voice. 
Give our audience what, what happened on, on Saturday. Did we win? Did we lose? Or did we fight to a draw? Um, well, the bylaw amendment was overwhelmingly defeated. Um, so that was a win for us. Uh, we were in the dining room actually eating and we got word from inside the meeting that was defeated and there was a loud cheer from everybody that showed up to, uh, to stand in the hallways. Uh, so we had a lot of people that showed up and thank you to everyone who came. Um, I met new people who heard us on the war room and showed up just because they heard it on your show. So thank you, Steve, for, for giving us a voice there. Um, and then the, the state central committee also, uh, two patriots wrote a measure um, opposing Senate Bill 40. And if you remember, Senate Bill 40 is uh, proposed in, it's in the state legislature now um, to remove the Lieutenant Governor, the Secretary of State and the Attorney General from the primary ballot or putting them on the primary ballot and removing them from the, um, the convention. So those patriots put in a measure opposing that and the state central committee uh, voted giving instructions to the executive board to write a re resolution opposing this Senate bill. So um, that was also a major win. So thank you, Steve, for, for giving us a platform and everyone that answered the call. Jessica, this is huge. And I know that, you know, you had some people selected, but uh, it shows you what the grassroots can do if, if they come together and they have a platform and you have your voice and I, everybody's pulling for you. It's it's outrageous that in a great state like South Dakota, you've got two senators voting for this omnibus bill. You got a congressman who who it looks like he's a big part of the establishment. It's just it's just not right, particularly when you've got so many great patriots like yourselves and all the other grassroots on what Trump won South Dakota, I think, by 16 points. It's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. How do people find out more? I want to make sure people stay in touch with your fight out there because we're going to start highlighting all these different states in the fights of the grassroots. How do people uh, track you guys down, ma'am? Yeah, we need more volunteers. Um, I just like to say now is not the time to sit on the sidelines. The house is on fire and we're all still asleep. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, you know, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. And let me tell you, there's a lot of evil things happening around and that's why I'm involved. So we need more help. Um, South Dakota Canvassing is our website, sdcanvassing.com. We also have a telegram channel, SD Canvassing uh, telegram channel. So, so reach out to us there and we'll get you in touch with um, who you need to be in touch with, no matter what county you're in in South Dakota. We'll put the telegram channel up and also your site. Jessica, uh, congrats. The fight goes on, but thank you very much for standing up for the grassroots, standing up for the little guy out in South Dakota. Thank you, Steve. We'll fight on. Great folks. Great fight on. Great folks out there. Got to fight the establishment every second of every day. Steve Stern next is going to tell us how and why and where. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? More wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, the, um, where, where you see this fight, we're, we're actually... The friction point is, right? The friction point is at the grassroots level. That's where there's a huge fight for the uh, chairman of the RNC, and that's going to take place. Uh, John Fredrickson, Real America's Voice, is going to do a, um, a candidate forum, I guess a debate type of uh, situation. On the 25th, I think the vote out at Dana Point takes place on the 27th. We know Harmeet Dillon uh, has uh, agreed to it, and Mike Lindell. They've both qualified to be on the ballot. You need three states or territories to basically uh, say, yeah, we, we want this guy person on the ballot. So those two are on the ballot, obviously. Um, Rana McDaniel's on the ballot. So three of them will be three people on the ballot. Um, and there's going to be a debate. Part of that time, I think we're trying to work it out with, um, with Real America's Works right now, but it, the end of that Canada Forum will be the first part of the War Room show on the 25th, and then we'll do post-game um, analysis. So uh, throughout the world, when you have this, what's happening in Davos, and remember this article I've got up saying how Davos is losing its its importance. I don't have my economist with me. It's over my stack that we've gone through over the weekend. But the economist cover, the cover of the economist. Remember, the Financial Times of London and the economist are the two most important financial. The economist is a magazine. The Financial Times is a daily. They're the most important uh, papers or um uh, news outlets for the um, for the uh, the globalist for the party of Davos for all of that. The, in fact, the uh, uh, Financial Times today has a headline: "Companies face billions in write downs as Davos confronts souring economy." This is what we were just talking with Nor Ben Laden, and of course Steve Cortez. Our analysis on this has been right. The happy talk's been wrong, and now they face it: three hundred trillion dollars in debt. Now with interest rates, the central banks have to increase interest rates because of, uh, because they flooded the zone with too much money, what we call fiscal domination by these, whether it's Japan, the United States, these legislatures, England, um, deficit spending. When you had negative interest rates and zero interest rates, which you essentially had from the financial crisis of 2008 and then again doubled down in the CCP driven crisis pandemic of 2020. Uh, you've now had that all that debt, basically most of that debt was put on the vast majority at zero interest rates or when money was essentially free. Now with interest rates exploding, right, to five and a half or six to, to whatever these uh, the, these countries and these companies are going to have to pay or higher, uh, the interest payments are, are being huge. One of the big debates in the um, – what, what I'm trying to show is the interconnectivity to all this, the interconnectivity. And this is why the corporate and business interests do not want the grassroots to have a voice. They understand you have the common sense. Remember, it's the common sense of the American people. Once its mind's made up on something, things happen, whether that's in the revolution, whether it's in the Civil War, whether it's in the Great Depression, World War II. Once the American people kind of understand the facts and have a way to look at it and think it through, there's no power, no power on earth has ever been stronger. No power on earth has ever been stronger in the history of mankind. Just remember that. And that is what you represent today. That is what the War Room's audience is. You're at the vanguard uh, 
of that. And that's why grassroots, that's why we covered Davos and this complicated stuff about capital markets. And then we go to South Dakota or we go to Steve Stern or we get Mike Lindell or other people on here to talk about what's happening in the grassroots because you have enormous power, right? And they fear that power. That's where they're always, you know, playing games out in South Dakota with the, with the elites. That's why you see all this nonsense happening in the Republican party. That's where you have Mitch McConnell. They always are trying to thwart your common sense. To, aggre- to, to aggregate to themselves, and it's manifested in the numbers. That's why the um, Oxfam, right, d- does a study that shows that, I don't know, $36 trillion of wealth was created uh, with this debt. Remember, it was leveraged. This debt created, quote-unquote, $36 trillion of, of wealth, and two-thirds of 70% of that's captured by 1% of the elites, right? That, that system has to be broken. That system can't go on. That's why I keep asking for the. And when we have the treasury, show me your model. This is why I ask all these swells up here on Capitol Hill, by the way, who most of them can't count. And when they talk about, oh, yeah, we can do the deficit spending. we have federal, Just show me the model. Show me the sustain. You talk about sustainability of a decarbonized uh, global economy. Okay, I got that. Okay, you want to decarbonize, you got sustainability. Show me sustainability of your financial model. Show me the sustainability of that. Because it's not sustainable. I can do the simple math to get you. It's not sustainable. Not even close to being sustainable. That's why this debt ceiling, as we talked about for months, is going to get down to be the big, the, 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 the big battle. Because this is the way the administrative state funds themselves. They have essentially control of your currency. They have control of the ability to, to just print money. Mercatus, I have it up on Getter and I will do a further, we talked a little bit about it on Saturday. I'll do a further breakdown in the next couple of days. Mercatus over at George Mason has done an amazing study about the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. Remember, they created a trillion dollars and pumped a trillion dollars into the economy in, um, in, uh, in the summer, the spring and summer of 2020 with no congressional authorization. So they now have nine and a half trillion dollars on their balance sheet. Besides the 30 trillion you have on the treasury, they have nine and a half trillion on their balance sheet. And it turns out because the inverted yield curve and other aspects of it, normally they would make money on their securities and pump that back in the treasury to decrease the deficit. Well, lo and behold, they have a trillion dollar problem. They have a trillion dollar air pocket, a trillion dollar gap. And how is that going to be funded? This is why you have to audit the Fed. This is why you have to audit the Defense Department. This is why you have to audit everything on Ukraine. You get audited. Your little business gets audited every year, right? You kind of audit your own finances to figure out exactly where you are. The whole scam is a con, and the con is to keep the information from you because you're the head of the creditors committee, and they understand that, and they're going to do everything to thwart you. Let's bring in Steve Stern. Steve, you've been uh, you've really dedicated your life here after oh, after eighty to really be at the forefront. You and Charles of the precinct strategy. Talk to us about. Um, it talked about your efforts. Give me a minute or two on that, and then talk to me about Mike Lindell and his race for the RNC chair, sir. Well, so I think the greatest thing that's happened is, you know, we started in business 69 years ago with the flag shirt and with bandabottom.com. And today, as another businessman, I want to endorse Mike Lindell for the chair of the Republican Party. Now, why do I want to do that? And why do I want all the posse to help is because we had a Zoom meeting last week for both election integrity and precinctstrategy.com, which Dan Schultz started. And I want everybody to go to www.precinctstrategy.com. Mike Lindell came to both of these meetings and he talked to all our people face to face. And why is that so important? Because all the other people didn't do that. 
And he is one of our American heroes. I mean, he has spent $40 million of his own money for election integrity. So he came on and he answered all kinds of questions about what he wants to do for the Republican Party. Now, he's going to do this for free. He's going to bring in everybody all around. He's going to bring in the people. He's going to be person to person. That's a lot different than what's happened before because we try to get a hold of everybody in the Republican Party hierarchy. Um, Ronald McDaniels, the vice chair, the secretary of treasury, we called him 20, 30 times. Nobody returns the call. Well, how could that happen if you are a member of the Republican Party and who is the chairman, but Rana, and we are the, the disciples or the people who work door to door. And I want to thank everybody who works. We got 220,000 people who have spent many, many hours on the House to do this. So Mike wants to do this on the House also. He wants to become the chair of the Republican Party. I'm asking everybody to call their national committee man and committee woman and their head of the Republican Party for the state. Now, how are you going to do that? I have a list of everybody. If you would like the list or you would like to call your national committee man or woman, get a hold of me. Go to Steve Stern at the flag shirt. Go to sstern1054 at AOL.com, 9543186902. And the best thing is, and I'm going to cut this short because I know we got a little lot of time. Today, one of my guys, Steve Carr, wrote a tremendous article about Mr. Lindell on yournews.com. 200,000 people are going to read that. So cutting this short, I want everybody to go to www.precinctstrategy.com. Get involved on the ground floor. We got to help Mike become the head of the Republican Party. And action, action, action. So do it today. Stern, hang on for one second. I want to give, how do people contact you? If they want to contact their committee man or the head of their party in the state, which sits on this because each state gets three reps. Uh, I want to make sure they can have contact with you, Steve. How do they, uh, once again, where do they go? The, what's your email? What's the phone? And and what's your site that they can go to, sir? I will be all over Getter at Steve Stern. We will be on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We're putting Mike up all over time. But if you want to reach me, you can go to Steve at the flagshirt.com. You can go to Stern 1054AOL.com, 9543186902. And I want to tell you the most important thing. When I saw Jessica on your show last week, I immediately got on the phone with her and tell her we're all behind her in South Dakota. We now have 10, 20 people in South Dakota that's going to be on our Zoom meeting because we want to bring them in. And the nice thing is when we had our uh, Zoom on election integrity, we got a ton of people from Rhode Island, Michigan, Nebraska, and Wisconsin to join our Zoom and become our com- you know, our committee. We have the uh, Bannon success story where we have thousands of people who go on Zoom, we have them every two to three weeks. The next one's going to be July, I'm sorry, January 31st. Uh, Our precinct strategy one will be at 3.30, and our uh, precinct strategy will be at 8 o'clock. I'm inviting everybody who wants to come on. Michelle Swinnick is the one who hosted with me, and uh, Raj from Defend Florida does the one for precinct strategy. Again, if you want to get a hold of me, you know how to get a hold of me, you know I answer the phone. Now, we're going to have a lot of people call, so be patient, and I will be be able to help you the best I can. We're going to put the number and the contact in there. Steve Stern, thank you very much. Steve Stern comes out and endorses Mike Lindell this morning. Thank you very much, sir, for doing it here in the war room. You got it. Also go to Dan Schultz. Dan Schultz, the father of the precinct strategy movement. Go there, check his book out. Dan's got uh, he's got the Facebook. He's got all the coordination points and got that great uh, website that connects everybody. 
That's the Dan Schultz. Okay, short break. We have a surprise guest next, only in the war room. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, we've, we've got a barn burner that's going to be out of Dana Point on the 27th, this vote for the chair of the RNC. It's going to be just as intense as what happened for the speaker. We just had Steve Stern, the great uh, uh, patriot that with uh, Dan Schultz kind of runs the precinct strategy throughout the nation. Just endorsed Mike Lindell. I want to bring in now Caroline Rand. Caroline is uh, overseeing uh, the campaign for her meet Dylan. I noticed some of the biggest. Here, here's what I don't get at the RNC. I don't. I don't understand the 168. You've got the precinct strategy and the grassroots are on fire for either her meet or or Lindell. But anything about what's going on right now, they're they're totally against that. Right, one thousand percent. And you've got the biggest donors. You've got, you've got a Bernie Marcus, who's the biggest mensch in the country, one of the, one of the truly great Americans and patriots who never asked for anything for himself. This guy is just truly a giving individual and one of the wealthiest guys in the country. You got, and one of the biggest donors you've ever seen. You got Bernie Marcus. You got Dick, Dick Uline is another guy, never asked for anything himself, always wants to stay behind the scenes. You have Dick Uline and, Ber- and Bernie Marcus coming out and saying, under no circumstance will we ever give another penny. If Ron McDaniel's still there and they support Harmeet Dillon. And I say, when guys like that talk, it's like a papal bowl, right? It's like, this is <laughs> as serious as it can get. So, so t- tell me what's going on. And Harmeet, and about this, John Fredericks from Real America's Voice wants to put on a candidate form. Harmeet's in, Lindell's in. Right. So, what's happening right now in this campaign? Well, the latest is, so last week, everyone had to, you know, officially file to make the ballot. And we're now, I guess, what is it, 11 days out, January 27th is the election. So the three people that will be on the ballot for chair are Ronna McDaniel, Harmeet Dillon, and Mike Lindell. And you know how I feel about Mike. I love him so much. I think he is just wonderful. I think he needs to be on the field for President Trump. And so that's that's why I'm, I'm here backing Harmeet. But I will. I do want to give an insider baseball story about Mike was having some trouble being able to access the ballot because these guys are playing games. They don't want any challenger. They don't want this to they don't want Harmeet on the ballot. They don't want Mike on the ballot. They want only Ronna McDaniel. And so Harmeet actually made phone calls to other states to make sure that Mike Wendell got onto the ballot. So I think that's important for your viewers to know, because it, this this is a a 
we have a big problem in our party right now. We need to figure out a way to come together and the best solutions and ideas. And Mike Lindell is a wonderful Christian man who has wonderful, great ideas to move this party forward. He deserves to be in Dana Point. He deserves to be on the ballot. And Harmeet Dillon made that happen. Now, second of all, we so we're headed into this right now. I do believe that we are beginning very close. We need to have 70 votes, I think, going into Dana Point that weekend. And we need to bring Rana below 85. I think that we've actually done that. And so this is going to be a battle on the floor in Dana Point for this election. It is a secret ballot. I do think secret ballots end up benefiting um, non-incumbents. You will not believe the amount of RNC-168 members that we talk to who say, look, my name is on Rana's endorsement letter, but I'm going to vote for Harmeet. I just don't want the retaliation to come against me and my state and lose my funding. And they're not wrong in that. I mean, when, it, when these people, these consultants stand to lose a billion dollars if Harmeet or Mike Lindell win. A billion dollars. So when you, you want to talk about knives coming out right now, like this is the knife fight that we are in right now. This is why we don't have deals to be able to make with people. We can't go just offer sacks of cash and transfers and these different things. But what we do have is the people. That's why having the War Room Posse call emailing, texting, the tweeting at these 168 members and saying, we demand a change. That is all we have to go off. And it is working. It is working incredibly because we, the people are who should decide this race, not the DC consultant culture class that stands to make or lose money off of it. What do you mean a billion dollars? What do you mean they make, they, they stand to lose access or, or to, to a billion dollars? What do you mean by that? Rana's big talking point is that during her tenure from 2017 to present, she raised $1.5 billion. And while that's true, she also had a sitting president. President Trump really raised that money. But that means that money was spent, was it not? So actually, I, I, I lowballed it by $500 million. $1.5 billion is spent into the political consultant consultant ecosystem. And those same consultants are the ones, I mean, it's amazing. If you were to pour through these FEC reports, all these consultants have been around for forever. They came in 2017, 2018, 1920. And keep in mind, we lost in 2018. We lost in 2020. Then we lost in 2022. None of these consultants or vendors have been fired. In fact, they've been promoted and they're making more money. And so don't you think at some point when you've lost three election cycles in a row, if you were the owner of a football team, you would either fire the head coach or at minimum, you trade some players. We're doing neither. We're leaving the same head coach and all the same players. So here's what I don't get. How can they, how can the 168 justify continuing to business as usual, which would be Rana, if you have the biggest donors in Uline? And, and, and when I say you have donors and then you have mega donors and then you have Dick Uline and Bernie Marcus, right. they're, just, they're different, they're different level or 10 orders yeah. of magnitude. You see these guys mentioned all the time as donors. They give virtually no money. These guys are mega. Donors. If you got that and you got Steve Stern and, and Dan Schultz and all the precinct people I talked to absolutely has got to be changed. How can you take a pincer move from big to mega donors and the grassroots is saying we have to have change? How can, how can even the 168 think that even if they vote for her, because people are not going to give this up and forget about it the day after right. she wins, it'll be even more intense, correct? So what, what, what's their even mindset of thinking about we can go on business? It can't be business as usual that you're getting the strongest message in the world. It's got to change. Am I missing something, ma'am? No, you're not. I mean, they just say, oh, well, I think things are going okay in my state. In fact, we're talking to one one state member who's in a Midwest state who said, I don't know, our state's doing pretty well, and, and Rana transferred the money that we needed. And I've received myself, that state literally just lost the governor's race. They had no excuse losing. And, and you think things are going pretty well? I mean, we, we, we had underperformances in the House. We lost the Senate. President Trump is not in the White House. You just lost a governor's race in your own state, and things are going pretty well because you got a transfer from Rana McDaniel. That's, that, that's the type of conversations that we're up against. And it is extremely frustrating. This is why, I mean, it's in my mind, the, the RNC chair, at minimum, like the 
three pillars you should have are the, the grassroots, the donors, and then the media. Well, Rana has zero of those pillows, pillars anymore. I think we all know by being under that she does not have the grassroots. In fact, the amount of states are piling up that have sanctioned, any state that has brought a vote to the floor or a resolution to sanction Rana has passed. It includes the Arizona GOP, Texas GOP, Alabama GOP, Louisiana GOP, Arkansas GOP, Nevada GOP, all have. And if, if every state did it, it would all pass. Then the donors, as you said, but Bernie Marcus and Dick Uline, and by the way, we released 25 others. These are massive, massive donors. And Harmeet's never run for anything. This was her cold calling people and saying, here's my vision, and them saying, you know what, I do not want more of the same. Rana's released six donors, two of which are consultants that have made over a million dollars on the RNC FEC report. I don't consider those donors, I consider them vendors. And then on top of it, the entire evening lineup of Fox News has called for Rana to resign, not to mention every single conservative uh, media outlet, including yourself, to John Fredericks, to anyone on Newsmax. The only literal media endorsement that Harvey, or that Rana has at this point is Hugh Hewitt. So when you don't have any of those three things, the question has to be asked, let's say Rana even wins, what is she governing over at that point? Like who? How do people get, uh, we just had Stern offer it up, how do people get to the numbers or the contact points, the emails of the people that are actually going to do the votes? That's the key thing now. Where do they go? What's your social media What's Harmeet's website and where do they go to actually get the numbers? They can then contact people and let them know what their thoughts are, our audience. Sure. So it's hireharmeet.com. That has all the email addresses. Now, I will say with these 168 members, it's very tricky. I would not I would not call and text them. That does not work. And if you're sending them negative, you know, kind of mean messages, they shut down. And, and so I am sensitive to it because we are literally within 12 votes of winning this thing. And so we need everyone. If, but what does help is constructive emails that say, I am from, you know, Seattle, Washington. And you email the three Washington members and say, this is why I would like change. I've been a lifelong member of the Republican Party. Constructive emails. But if it's just yeah. critical or yelling at them or saying Mike Lindell or else I'm never talking to you again like that doesn't work with these guys like tell them your you, ideas you've never and you, why you, you, you were constituent you, why you've you never been, you've never you've 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 never been in our live chat it's I always constructive it works with it would work with it's me and it always. has worked with a lot of folks by the way it did move people but i'm saying these last holdouts that ain't gonna work Got <laughs> i'm it. telling you guys okay so where, where what one more time where where do they go just tell tell them where they go where do they go to find it hireforme.com and that's a website Scott Pressler's running right there. And so that's got uh, email addresses Perfect. and then as far as for uh Harmeet's campaign it is dillonforrnc.com and then my social media is at Caroline Ren. Thank you Caroline. I'm glad Thank you're you. doing better. You were a little under the weather last week. We missed you. Thank oh. you Caroline Ren. Okay. Um we have a special a little a little got a little um the grassroots let their voice be heard out in Maricopa County. Can we play the clip? And I want to bring in our special guest. Wow. <laughs> okay. I thought I thought all Maricopa County was run by the establishment. Carrie Lake joins us now. Ma'am, what happened over the weekend? I understand a bunch of your candidates won out there. They look like a total grassroots revolt. Carrie Lake. 
Yes, the grassroots is not going to sit down and shut up, Steve. And, you know, some people say it's chaos, it's really ugly. No, that's how politics is in America. This is how it's not always clean and smooth and easy. And the grassroots stood up and said, we demand election integrity. And they voted for Team Truth, which was the slate that I endorsed. And we're so proud that three of our members made it, Shelby Bush, Craig Berland, and Lawrence Hudson. And it was it was a rough and tumble meeting. I'm not going to lie about that. I heard a lot of stories from on the inside there. But this is how it works. It's not always super clean and easy. We saw what was happening in Congress when they were trying to elect leadership there. And leadership at the Republican level in Maricopa County is critical. The three top people who were chosen care about election integrity. Several of them were involved in helping move my case forward and helping us investigate. Many of them were involved in the forensic audit after 2020. And this is a testament to the grassroots in Maricopa County, who will not just be quiet about election integrity. In 2020, they said, let's move on. And now in 2022, in broad daylight, our election was stolen. We had in me a grassroots candidate who won in a landslide and they stole the election in broad daylight. And there are people, can you believe it, in the Republican Party who wanted to just move on and act like it didn't happen. But the grassroots rose up on Saturday and said, hell no, we will elect people whose top priority not second priority, not third priority, but top priority is restoring honest elections. And I'm, I'm so proud of these fighters that we, we've got on our team now. You, you said something on Charlie Kirk, and you said it on War Room also, that if, uh, if we let the election in, uh, in Arizona be stolen, but stolen from Trump in 2020, right? Stolen from you uh, again in, uh, or attempted to steal because it's still in the courts. If we do that, we're going to end up like Venezuela or like Brazil and Huffington Post and people are in meltdown. The Carrie Lake says if she's not put as governor, uh, we're going to end up like Venezuela. But what you said was very powerful. We got about a minute here and I want to hold you through, but what did you mean by that? To to explain to that, because Huffington Post and other left wing sites are in full meltdown about Carrie Lake is the new Avita. Good. They should be in meltdown because they've been lying to the people for a long time. They've been lying to the people, trying to influence elections with their lies, and the people showed up in droves only to have the election officials steal this election, force hundreds of thousands of ballots, invalid ballots, in to be counted in the legal count, sabotage election day by making sure that the tabulators wouldn't read the ballots because they intentionally misprinted the ballots. And we already know that 179,000 ballots were spit out, misread on election day. They are running our elections like they do in Venezuela, like they do in North Korea. And if we don't stand up and fix it now, our children will be living in the communist country. Carrie, just hang her for one second. A short commercial break. Carrie Lake, I got Ken Blackwell all next in the world. To the end, just watch and see It's all started, everything's begun And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted And the police are condemned Sad to say but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system 
allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, make sure you go to um, Getter. Uh, we're putting up stuff all weekend. I think I put up 100 articles, did analysis, laid it all out. Uh, we're going to be doing it every day, particularly as we've got so many things going on. we got the investigations. We have the debt ceiling negotiations. You have what's going on in Davos, all of it. Carrie Lake, you also have what's going on in the in the grassroots. T- tell me the strategy of the elites, the establishment. The establishment's got a very thought-through strategy here, how to break us. How are they doing it? Yeah, well, they steal the elections. Then they steal them in broad daylight and tell us to sit down and shut up. And then they go to our LD meetings and drag things out and add heaps and heaps of frustration, hoping that the grassroots will just throw their hands up in the air and say, I've had enough and walk out. And they're hoping that we don't vote again either, that we'll just say, why would I ever vote again? That is exactly what they want. They want the grassroots to go away, put their head back in the sand and just say, it's all so corrupt, we're not going to take part. This is when we have to double down. Katie Hobbs, who is a fraud, released her budget. Let me just read you a couple of lines. This is not what the people voted for, by the way. Removing 12 million from the border strike force to secure our border. Full removal of ESAs, which is vouchers, which allows you to choose which school your tax money goes to for your children. 40 million for illegals to attend college. Removal of money from homeless pregnant women program, funneling it into abortions. $7 million to investigate police officers. The people of Arizona didn't vote for this. And now they're going to go in and try to steal the Republican Party from the grassroots who earned everything we've got. And we can't go to these meetings and walk out. We got to stay till the bitter end, no matter how frustrating they are. And that's what they did on Saturday. I'm so proud of Arizona grassroots Republicans. And I just want to tell them I love them. I'm fighting with them. Carrie, we're going to have you on tomorrow when the defense has to put forward their, their, this appellate court thing. But how do people today get to your site? How do they get to you on social media? Thanks. And go to Carrie Lake, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E. I'm on Getter, Twitter, uh, you know, you name it. Or you can go to savearizonafund.com. This is where you can find out more about our lawsuit. We are in the appellate court in Arizona. Yeah. We're going to take it to the Supreme Court. Hobbs's defense comes in tomorrow. We'll do a full analysis with Kerry and the team. Kerry Lake, honored to have you on here. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Steve. Ken Blackwell, you've seen this. It's the old so it's the old strategy of Lenin and these guys. You show up early and you vote late, and you hope the working people get tired and go home. Blackwell, you know this better than anybody. You're the smartest guy, really my mentor and the smartest guy in this movement. There's a poll out on Martin Luther King Day. I think it's 39% of Republicans don't know why we have a federal holiday for Dr. King. 
and why we honor him. What does Dr. King have to inform us today of the grassroots fight that we have in front of us, sir? As I was coming up in the movement, I was uh, able to watch Martin Luther King's modeling and example. Uh, Martin Luther King believed that before, as you and I have talked about, before acts of courage, there must be a belief that there's something uh, worth sacrificing for. He gave his life. uh, And in fact, what we're announcing in the Make America Great Again movement is that the exceptionalism of American of America is worth sacrificing for, but we must be engaged and we must understand something else that King understood and that he accented in everything that he did. And that is that history is not advanced by chance or blind uh, change. It is advanced by men and women of courage and dedication. Uh, That's, that's the sort of uh, excitement. That's the sort of, uh, agency that we should be celebrating to, to today. No, he was not perfect. Uh, America is not perfect, but it is perfectible. And Martin Luther King understood this, that great nations are not the products of great government. They are the products of good people doing great things together. So we must continue to inspire hope, which is something that he did, fight to create opportunity and in fact, pull people together. That's what our movement is about. That's what Kerry was just talking about in, in Arizona. That's where we must take a stand. We, in fact, must be in this fight to affect change and to preserve those elements, those fundamental values uh, and practices that have made us an exceptional nation. In in the in the if you follow through his belief and his thought, is it is it BLM the natural outgrowth of that, or is it more the grassroots movement and the populist movement in this country, sir? It is more the the populist movement in the country. One, he in fact uh, talked about not the color of the skin, but the, the the character and the person. He he recognized that we were all creations of God. Uh, and that uh, one, he talked about one blood. Uh, and, and so this whole, this whole uh, act of division, uh, you know, Martin Luther King was not a divider. Uh, he did not engage in subtraction and, and division. He was about multiplication and addition. Uh, addition. That is what we have to be about in this in this movement to make America great again. We first must understand that there are things in this country, in our exceptionalism, that are worth sacrificing for. Then we must, in fact, understand that we are not subjects. We are citizens. We are not subjects. We're not humanoids. We are free citizens, and we must engage using the agency that God has given us to advance history. We can't be stuck in a moment, a historical moment. We must understand that we have the agency to move history in a positive and and, and productive direct direction. Uh, Ken, how do people uh, find out more about your writings and, and more about your, your thinking? Where, where do they go? We can go to townhall.com or you can go to uh, at Ken Blackwell at Twitter. I'm on Getter at Ken Blackwell. Uh, I, I, I write and 
for the Christian Christian Post uh, and 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 a number of other sites like Town Hall. Ken, thank you very much for taking time away today to join us. Appreciate it. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Ken Blackwell has the rarest of all commodities, wisdom. Um, okay, back here at 5 to 7 today, we'll be live, and there's so much going on, and I haven't even gotten into the vaccine issues, uh, artificial intelligence. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going, the hardest thing to now is curating the show of everything we want to do we could we could do another five hours right now but we're going to do two this afternoon make sure you're back here in the war room see you then it's all started everything's begun and you all over because we're taking down the ccp spread the word of through hong kong we will fight till they're all gone we rejoice when there's no more let's take down the ccp Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. WARROOM POSSE, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.